Welcome to Minute by Minute, colon, New York Minute, the one and only New York Minute recap podcast that I'm aware of anyway. If there's another one out there, let me know, please. I will not stop doing this one, but I'm just curious on their takes and how they go about doing it. All right, I've just watched 20 seconds of the next minute. Uh, in the last episode, you remember I ended uh, it ended with Roxy looking at her database of excuses. She decides to pick one here, and I actually can't remember what she picked. I think it was chicken pox, which she had used zero times, and yeah, she picks she she picks chicken pox. And she actually prints out the excuse and it comes out on like a little formal letter as if a doctor were to have written it for her. So she has a very elaborate little scam run in here that keeps her out of school and it makes it look like she is excused by a doctor uh, when she very clearly is, you know, not sick and doesn't have chicken box. I'm curious, will she go back to school in a day with chicken box um, or is this gonna, excuse going to last her for like a week I guess I don't remember how long chicken box lasts uh, I would imagine more than one day um, but we'll see we'll see if that's an inconsistency here with the rest of the film or you know what plays out but the mystery is over she picked chicken pox because she just she was leaning towards female problems but she just used that last week which actually now that I think about it her father said that she had not missed a day yet huh I'm gonna have to run this back and I'm going to deep dive into this, so let me pause while I figure this one out, because this, oh boy, oh boy. Alright, so I did run it back to the last minute, and it is confirmed that Dr. Drew says you haven't missed a day yet, uh, three weeks into school, and you haven't missed, or you haven't cut yet, and, but Ash, or excuse me, Mary Kate's character, Roxy here, says female problems, I used that one last week. So, he, Dr. Drew does not know at this point that his daughter missed a day of school, at least one. So, he's over here thinking, I'm not going to have to send her to Sister Mary Margaret's because she hasn't missed a day yet. But, she has missed at least one uh, based on her own admission there that she used this last week. I also paused here. So, maybe this could be an inconsistency within the script or it could be something that Dr. Drew just is not aware of. At this point, I don't know if this school uh, contacts parents every time a student misses or not. It's, it's possible that they do not, so he just might not know. I paused here on the excuse letter, and it says Westland Westland Grove High School in Seaset, New York. So that's where this is taking place. That's the school that she attends. Uh, student name Roxy Ryan, age 17, grade 12, section 2B. I don't know what that matters. Um... But we're learning a little bit here about Roxy and, I assume, her twin sister, Jane, that they are seniors, 17 years old. Uh, oh, here it says, date of absence, September 28th, ending date, question mark for chicken pox. This is all pre-ready to go. She had this all ready to go. She did not have to type any of this in here. Her teacher's name is Mr. Madden. Uh, it says, name of adult responsible, Dr. Ryan. So, and it says, relationship to child, father. It is September 28th, 2004. They give a phone number there. It's just your generic 555-0188. You know, just a generic 555 number. Um, so, yeah, Westland Grove is where she's sending this to. She obviously has these things ready to go. It's all figured out. But we did learn that her father is a doctor, Dr. Ryan. 
Um, it does not have an end date, which if I had, you know, just really looked at this before when I was saying, is this going to be a one day thing or what? Uh, she already has that covered. She is definitely on top of it. Uh, I wonder if Mr. Madden, if we will see Mr. Madden at all. Uh, and if so, if he is on to Roxy's little game or if he gives her any pushback on that, or if he's, you know, sympathetic and says, wow, this is one sick child. There's a lot of issues and you know, I'm, I'm here for her. I don't know. We'll see how that goes or if it's even addressed at all. I'm going to pause again and finish this minute. All right, I'm back just to address. Once I unpaused, we see Roxy playing a drum kit in her room, um, and it is rattling the walls of Sister Jane's. Sister Jane sounds like she's a um, nun or something, but her Sister Jane's wall. And on Sister Jane's wall is a picture of Jane with Arnold Schwarzenegger at the Republican National Convention. And then on her desk is a little bobblehead of George W. Bush, definitely implying that Jane is a more conservative girl. Whereas her sister Roxy, I'm assuming, is pretty liberal. They could not be more opposite. We cannot stress this enough at this point, four minutes and 31 seconds into the film, that these two girls are not the same in any way. Other than their looks, of course. Because they, I, I, again, I'm assuming, are identical twins in this film. Pausing again. Back in a minute. All right, finished up the last 30, 20, 20, 30 seconds there. And we have un- we've just unraveled another mystery. Who is Ringo? Well, we find out because Jane hops into the into the shower to get ready for the day. So, by the way, this is the second time within 5 minutes we have seen Ashley Olsen's character in the nude. Again, you do not see anything. This is a family film, you perverts. You do not see anything. But she has been naked now twice she hops into the shower she's taking a shower she's humming along to a song in her head while her sister's still playing the drums in her room and Ringo of course makes an appearance and it is a snake a big snake I don't know much about snakes I would guess this thing is like a python it's several feet long and he creeps his way right into the shower with her she screams and as she screams right at the four minute 58 second mark ish right before the end of this minute she screams and it cuts to mary kate roxy excuse me uh lifting her drumsticks in the air and saying thank you new york as if you know this was all part of the plan she knew that ringo by the way that was a pretty small aquarium for such a big snake now i feel really bad for ringo wow now that i think about it that's that's terrible that's borderline animal abuse this snake is huge um, but yeah, kind of the, you know, implied, let's put this funny, funny little scene in here where the pet snake, the pet spider, the pet lizard, something creepy or crawly that, you know, a clean cut person would find gross, uh, gets out of their cage and scares the clean cut person. You've seen it a million times. It's always so funny. I'm going to give that little gag. Um, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. It's pretty good. Uh, not only did it scare her, it scared her in a very vulnerable vulnerable uh state where she's nude in the shower not much she can do it's not you know it's not a huge shower but it's not teeny tiny but she is trapped in there with this snake how is she going to get out i'm going to guess it'll just cut to her outside of it in a towel yelling at her sister we'll see how that goes but also she's using a pink loofah again she's very girly very feminine very prim and very proper we get it 
let's uh, that's it for this minute. So that's it for this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Okay, bye.